Welcome to the Double L Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Hines. Today I've got a special guest on the show. His name's Nick Welsh. He's a good buddy of mine, and we're going to be talking about how we met his company. We're going to dwell a little bit into mindset and really just get into the deep details of what it takes to be one of the hardest workers in your entire life. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode three. I think it's no fuck. I think it's episode. All right, I'm pretty sure it's episode three. I don't know how many podcasts I've done at this point. That's how long it's been since I've released my last one. But anyway, I am super. I am ecstatic right now because I've got one of my really good buddies uh, on the on the podcast with me today. Nick, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, man? Well, let me just say I'm happy to be here, man. Came out to Ohio yesterday and uh, had some cool things planned, but this is definitely one of the one of the things I was most looking forward to. But my name's Nick Welsh. I'm a police officer with Virginia Beach. Um, if you're listening to this, you probably know me because I own American Allegiance and uh, Eric sports the gear on his Instagram page. Oh, pretty. Yeah. Uh, pretty frequently so it's good stuff man you got a great brand going and we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that but you're in virginia beach now but you're originally from ohio right originally i'm from california so oh, i was okay. born in california but whenever whenever someone asks where i'm from i just say ohio my parents are still out here my brother's still out here so i come out here pretty frequently that's right and uh I got a lot of ties here, so I never go back to California. Though I come back to Ohio, <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> we won't we won't discriminate against the Westerners like that. But uh, now Ohio is pretty cool, man, huh? I like it, man. Um, Ohio State, so that's yeah, where all that's my right. Ties are. Yeah, that's seems like kind of regardless of where you live in the state, you're you're always going to find an Ohio State fan. That's kind of like the norm around here, dude. It's crazy, and even in Virginia, like. Ohio State people just travel so well. I'll run into no Ohio opinion. State people even out in Virginia. So hmm. it's cool to come back home and see where it originated and, yeah. and where it started. That's awesome. Yeah, so Nick and I, uh, we we both work for First Form, and that's actually how we met. It was, gosh, rewind to Arnold Classic of last year of 2018. So back in March, uh, he was sporting the gear. And I remember I had just started, so I had just become a legionnaire that January, actually. And I ran into him, hey, what's up, man? You're part of the Legion of Boom, and we got to talking. And um, you know what? It was actually, there were, I only ended up seeing three people. You were one of them. You were the first one that I met. And then I had also met Josh Wargo. I don't know if you know him at all. And uh, Britton. Um, and funny enough, I you are... You're probably the most memorable, but of those three people that I first met, 
with first form is like the best relationship with them now really yeah like i talk to them all the time on instagram and everything so that's kind of refreshing to to revisit that but um yeah you were uh was that your that was my first arnold had you been there before yeah i had done the arnold so back when i lived in ohio i used to go to the arnold every year so yeah every march that was like my thing the fitness expos yeah and but it wasn't until i really got affiliated with first form that i uh appreciated like the smaller businesses and the, the 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 growing businesses that had their stations at the arnold and were trying to make a name for themselves right so you know when i started with first form i realized how important it is to get your name out there and how like fit expos like that really helped do that so when i ran into a bunch of people of similar mindset at the at the arnold and first form people specifically it was cool it was like it was refreshing it's something that i wanted to do down the road right and i just i saw the vision but i hadn't got there yet but it was my starting point that's really impactful because uh we were really on two different wavelengths at that point from my perspective i was very much there to meet the people that were inspiring me on instagram and to um at least have a a quick candid conversation with those individuals whereas you were kind of on the inception of your business and doing that research and having that perspective to be able to see you know, into the looking glass of, all right, here I am in the saturated fitness market, you know, how is my business going to play into this, this role model, you know, and um, <laughs> now fast forward to today, I'm very much now in that mindset that you were just, you know, a year and a half ago. So that's pretty powerful to, to have that realization. Dude, it's cool. And it's cool to see how things have developed in such a short amount of time too. like, Back when we went to the Arnold, March of 2018, I didn't have a business at all at that point. I didn't have American Allegiance. I didn't have a name. I didn't have a logo. I had an idea mm-hmm. of what I wanted. I wanted to have a booth at the Arnold, and I wanted to be part of it, not as a customer, but as a, actually I was in it. Um, but I didn't have the business at all. I just went to these different small businesses, and I met up with first form people, and I saw Seth Ferrosi, and I saw – you know, Rich Piana with five percent mm-hmm. nutrition. I was like, damn, that's what I want to do. Um, but Rich, rest no, in peace. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. But that's what I wanted. And now, fast forward a year and a half later, here we are. I've got the business established. I've got, you know, it's got a lot of traction going right now. And I can see myself probably not this upcoming Arnold, but definitely the Arnold of twenty twenty one is my goal to have a booth set up for American Allegiance. That's awesome. I think Um, that's a really good goal. And I think you're well on track for that. Just, you know, in the participation and the culture you've created so far. But before we dive directly into that, I want to just rewind a step because you brought up a really good point about, um, and very nonchalant, but goal setting, right? And how important it is that you visualize as you are there in the moment at the event, I, you know, I want to be in these people's shoes. Like you actually visually saw yourself at a booth with your brand before you had even come up with the idea for your brand. And the reason why that is so impactful and basically having that initiation into starting the idea, because there may be a lot of listeners out there that have the same ambitions as you with either starting their own business or um, helping someone else with starting their own business and they don't know where to start first. And I think very much so that's just having the idea and visualizing what that main 
that first kind of grand goal is in order to get those stepping stones established. Would you agree? Absolutely. I mean, I'm always thinking three to five years down the road at any given time. So with what you guys see right now with American Allegiance, with I'm pushing product out and I'm making these hats and I'm making these shirts and stuff, these were ideas that I already had developed Mm -hmm. a year ago. I knew what I wanted to do. I just hadn't materialized it yet. So now that I'm in the stage of pushing product out, I'm thinking still three to five years down the road where I want this company to be, where I want it to go. It's going to happen. Time just hasn't caught up yet. The attention hasn't caught up yet. But I'm always thinking in the forefront. I'm setting my goal way up here, um, and I'm actually right here. And it's just a matter of time catching up to hit that goal. So you have to set your goals big, and you have to think long-term. Because if you think short-term, you know, you're not going to have the belief that it's going to work out. You have to think, man, my, my company's going to be at the Arnold. Right. My company's going to be taken off. It's mm-hmm. going to be competing with First Form. It's going to be competing with All-American Roughneck and, and Noble and all these companies that are, you know, where, where I was mm-hmm. three years before where I was. And I'm there now at the starting point. I just, I have to have time catch up to that. So I, I always think in the future, I set my goals way higher than, uh, a normal person would set them almost to the point where it's unrealistic and I don't believe it, but I know what's going to happen in the, in the back of my mind. So. Yeah, that's that's huge. And you know what? It makes it just that much harder to execute on your goals if they're not as specific as you're saying, right? Have a timeline in your head. Have um, some specificity of those goals, you know, quantity, place, time, uh, you know, how much money, like put all the statistics and the thoughts in there and then do exactly what you're saying without even thinking about it is 110% believe that it's going to come true, right? Because if you don't, just like when you're in a workout and you immediately start psyching yourself out before a set and be like, oh man, like I feel like I could only get eight. And if you're lucky enough to have a good workout partner to keep you accountable, they say, no, hell no, you've got 10. Like, don't even think about it. Don't even worry about the number. Just push out max effort as much as you possibly can. And then you get under the bar or whatever, and you end up doing 12, right? <laughs> Dude, if I am if my, if I know that I could do 8 to 10, my goal is 15. Yeah. Like, in the back of my mind, I'm doing 15 reps. That's, and you know what? Smart. I might only hit 12, but 12 is still better than the 8, 10 that I would have settled at yeah. had I not set that bar high. Yeah, exactly. So American Allegiance, tell me kind of um, how you got started with the concept. I know it, it very much drives uh, with with your mindset and with what you do with work. But if you want to kind of just elaborate on that so our listeners can get a good idea of what you're about, what your brand's about. Yeah, man. So hardest working culture. Um, like I said, I've been thinking about this idea for the last three years now. It started with the entitlement mentality, you know, I was sick and tired of the entitlement mentality. And I work, as I mentioned already, a police officer. So what do I see on a daily basis? I see people that feel like the world owes them something everywhere I go. Like it's, I'm the victim in every case. And, you know, we forget sometimes that the world doesn't owe a shit, man. We owe the world something. That's like, you're a fucking miracle that, you're here right now, you know, mm-hmm. so you have something to prove for being here. You know, th- what's already been owed to you happened because you're standing here. So the way I look at it is 
you need to give back. You need to do more than what's expected. You know, that's the foundation of the hardest work of culture is reaching your fullest potential by putting your max effort into everything you do, working hard. Yeah. I grew up blue collar. My dad worked 17 hours a day to put food on the table to make oh, sure yeah. the roof was over the head. So, you know, that's all I know, man, is working hard. So, And working hard isn't enough. That doesn't mean putting eight hours in and then going home and you kick your feet up on the table and then you chill for the rest of the night. It's what else can I do? What do I need to do to provide for my relationship? What, what do I need to do to make sure that I'm – uh, the best husband that I can be? What do I need to do to make sure that my fitness is up to par, that I can bring to the table the best me at day in and day out? Hardest working culture, man. That's, that's what I'm passionate about. So when I, when I had this idea that I want to run something, I want to run a company, I wanted everybody to, I wanted to build a culture of people of like-minded people like me so that I wasn't the only one that thought that I know I'm not the only one that thought thinks that way. Mm-hmm. But if I could get a movement started of a bunch of people that are like, fuck yeah, man, that's awesome. Uh, hard work. Yeah. I, I'm the same way. Hopefully we can start getting the wheels turning and reverse this entitlement mentality where people start to realize that you're right. You know, it's, it's a gift, man. I'm here. So right. let me put out, let me show why I'm worthy of being here. Yeah, that's, man, that's powerful. And it's like you said at the beginning of the podcast, right? Why I I rep your apparel, you know, when I'm in the gym and when I'm out in public. Like, I 100% believe in your mission and, and that philosophy. And, you know, regardless of your religion, your life is very much so a gift, right? And it's not to be taken for granted. If anything, that comfortability that you feel in your life from having what you currently have whether you're of good status or not that's the enemy right when you're comfortable that's when you should automatically prompt change in yourself to initiate that hard work and to establish goals and a solid foundation of hard work for yourself that's going to propel you in all areas of life i mean this stuff is very basic knowledge that just it comes down to execution at the end of the day I agree. And I think people overlook it, man. And then I think it also contributes to why we have all these issues of depression going on. Like people complain about the stress and they complain about the long hours and they complain about the problems that they have in their life. But the way I look at it and the way that I think other people should look at it too is, and something that's always stuck in the back of my mind is the amount of stress and the amount of uncertainty in your life is a direct proportion to the amount of success that you're going to have. You should always be putting your, you should be looking for situations where you're uncomfortable and Mm -hmm. looking for uh, improvement. Yeah. That's a good sign, man. That's a good, that's a sign that you're leveling up when you're not comfortable and you're like, Oh shit, I don't know if I can do this or not. That's your test day, man. Mm -hmm. Andy talks about it all the time, man. Mm -hmm. That's your test day. That's your time. That's your opportunity to say, you know what? I need to harden up and I need to tackle this shit. Absolutely. Yeah, that's uh, that's a really good point. And um, if for those of you who are listening, uh, I would love for you guys to please check out Nick's business. It you can follow him on Instagram at Nick Welsh three two one. That's it. And uh, his business is again, it's American Allegiance. So you can just follow at American Allegiance, all one word. Um, and please feel obliged to use the hashtag Hardest Working Culture. You don't necessarily have to have the apparel, but if you are a strong believer of that same exact philosophy, that mentality, that mindset, 
and it's something that either you strive for every single day or you're just now you know opening your eyes and making a big change in your life you know that's that's what it's all about and that's what the movement's about in the in the entire culture right? and let me just elaborate on that for a second uh if you're going to tag something hardest work in culture make it something that actually has to do with working hard um i get some people that are tagging hardest work in culture that has nothing to do with hardest work in culture like i'm not talking about uh posting a picture of your ass on Instagram, and then you tag hardest work in culture because that's not what this is about. Sure. All right, this is not about attention. I don't care about the amount of eyeballs that come onto the account. I care about actual legitimate people who are putting in work and are leading by example and that are taking responsibility for things. That's the kind of shit I want to see when I look up the the tag hardest work in culture. I want to see people that are actually representing that, not people that are just tagging hardest work in culture because it's the cool thing to do. Yeah, if that amen, makes sense. Man. Absolutely makes sense. And I think that really should apply to <laughs> just social media in general, but that's a whole nother subject matter for sure. Um, yeah, so uh, you got big things on the horizon coming up with the company. I know right now uh, your product line, you've got some beautiful hats, man. Great quality. I've got two of them myself. Just got the Cardinal Red a couple weeks ago with the fall release. How many you got? Uh, the, are those out of stock, or you still got some left in there? Yeah, the Cardinal Red are done for the year. Um, I didn't, I didn't order enough of those apparently. So a lot that those went real quick. Um, pretty much done with hats altogether for the rest of the year. I've kind of changed my perspective. I want to broaden um, the American Allegiance product line like it was really specific to hats at first because sure. hats are easy yep um it's one size and you know everybody wears them but well and you I, gotta start somewhere right and i think that's a great um starting point because who doesn't love wearing a hat especially if they're you know heading to the gym or you know if it's uh if they live in a hot environment it's perfect for going out uh in public with so yeah man it was a good starting point it appeals to both men and women and dude, it really took off. It really helped grab attention because you know they were hot off the shelf. Everybody was grabbing one. Yeah, but great response. Looking for looking looking toward the future. Um, I got hoodies dropping next week, so probably Friday, Cardinal Red hoodies, which are going to match the Cardinal Red hats. Um, those are coming out Friday, and then uh, I got plans to drop a flannel as well, so that's coming. And then uh, I've got some inquiries about uh, car decals and stickers as well, so. Look forward to dropping those. Everybody that orders an American Allegiance product probably from about two weeks out is going to get a free decal with all their orders. Heck yeah. That's awesome, man. Um, I want to jump back and I want to talk a little bit on the gym before we finish up today's podcast because um, a lot of the listeners may not be in the setting yet where they're comfortable in going to the gym and putting in that hard work day in and day out but they want to and i i know i talked um on episode one elaborating a little bit on the difference between discipline and motivation why that's so crucial not just to the gym but any point in your life but um the motivation piece is very much something that a lot of people rely on and that kind of directly correlates with just your your natural energy like kind of how you're feeling that day and that mood will dictate, you know, whether you drive to the gym or whether you 
get this task done for work or this or that like can you speak a little bit about how when you have those days yourself um, where either it's just negative energy from work or um, you know from your personal life and kind of how you can reshape that and reform that to be you know positive hard-working energy yeah dude um you you hit it you hit the nail on the head with saying it's discipline over motivation motivation's overrated i'm not motivated to go to the gym or to run the business or do the things that i do on a daily basis half the week um i mean that's the honest truth but oh, yeah i'd be lucky personally if i have it more than half <laughs> dude i hate waking up earlier than i have to i right. hate getting up on four hours of sleep going mm -hmm. to court knowing that my job as a police officer is going to take away the time that I need to work on the business and do things I actually want to do, dude. I'm just not motivated to do that. But you got to put that shit aside. You're not going to be motivated. You have to accept that fact and you have to rely on your habits and rely on your discipline to get the job done even when you don't feel like doing it. So to answer your question, to go back to the gym, it's like if you're a first timer and you're going to the gym and you're self-conscious and you're worried, uh, you know what, it's going to be six months before I see any kind of legitimate results. You just got to understand that the work is going to come before the belief. And if you're in the gym, if you're in the arena, you're still doing better than 90% of the people out there Absolutely. because you're putting the work out there. So put it in perspective. Stop thinking about just comparing yourself because that's we're all our, our own worst critic mm -hmm. and think put it in perspective you're doing better than most people doing by just stepping in and wanting to better yourself every single day dude with the negative energy when i was doing 75 hard okay i started 75 hard at one of the most stressful times in my life i had just gone through a breakup with a three-year relationship i had just made a decision that I was going to give up the house that I wanted. Um, um, I had Summer Smash. We were coming off Summer Smash. I was hungover as fuck that week after mm -hmm. Summer Smash. I was not feeling good at I all. I was training uh, at work. I had, a, I had a million things going on, dude, and I was not motivated to do anything. And you know what? That was my trigger to flip it around and say, you know what? I need to start 75 right now because... I need to get my shit together, and and if you can if you can have that negative energy and that mindset to use when you're not motivated to trigger yourself to do the exact opposite, which is be completely motivated, then you're gonna you're gonna have a lot of success in life by doing that. Yeah, and that's not easy at all. That when you get into a really deep dark place where you feel like all the shit is against you, and you're able to change that into a beautiful trigger and, and set that wave in the other direction, that's really powerful and it's not easy to do because a lot of people, when they get in that slump, it gets dug deeper, right? And for those of you who are not familiar with 75 Hard, uh, it's a mental challenge and program that Andy Frisello, the CEO of First Form, came up with. And I challenge all of you listening, if you haven't heard of it, to go check out Andy's profile at Andy Frisella and even listen to his podcast. He's got a great podcast that both Nick and I list, listen to called the MFCEO Project. And um, Nick and I started about the same time after Summer Smash uh, went through that program. I had just recently completed 
but congratulations by the way it's fucking awesome <laughs> thanks you didn't man. do 75 hard you did 120 hard <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, it certainly felt that way and um it made me appreciate it more when i was complete so thank you very much for that man um but going back to to what you were saying before and kind of the place you were in um that's a testament right there to what nick's about what his company's about you've got to be able to take that negative energy those those consequential thoughts and feelings of just not feeling good and turn it the other direction even just in minuscule ways that can completely turn the needle the other way and start getting you into a groove and building habits and you know there's all sorts of things out there you're going to hear all sorts of statistics from people like it takes 15 days or it takes 20 days to develop a habit it's it's bs just commit to something and stay consistent and you will see the results whether it's you know when you're starting off at first you may just do stuff incrementally and kind of check the box and that's okay especially if it's stuff that you haven't done out of your comfort zone but once you start feeling comfortable just like we talked about before that's where you need to push the envelope just a little bit more in each little area that you feel like okay i can handle this now i need to step it up a, a bit and that's what's going to create the consistency of hard work in every single facet and that what eric is talking about is a skill that anyone can develop the ability to turn negative energy uh and by negative energy i mean whatever you're dealing with in your life that's making you depressed that's making you stressed out haters people telling you you can't do it whatever that shit is if you can take that and use it to build positive momentum use that as leverage to create positive momentum and i call it a pivot where you take that negative ne that negativity and you turn it into productive action you pivot essentially that's a skill that you can develop and if you can identify that every time it's happening trigger yourself to turn it into productive action dude you're going to have a lot of success in your in your life like that's it's a habit that you develop and you it's not just fitness it's it's mindset it's business it's your job it's your relationship and it's going to help you in all those different areas like the biggest lesson that i learned from 75 hard is how to balance all that shit so before i was very fitness oriented all my goals were based off of i want to look like this i want to be stronger i want to have the body and very specific to fitness but what i didn't realize was some of the other areas in my life were lacking mm -hmm. and i take responsibility for that you know my relationship was lacking but after 75 hard, it taught me to balance a lot of different things and to identify the difference between being busy and being productive, which I think is a big thing. Just because you're busy doesn't mean you're productive. Absolutely. I can get a lot of shit done in three hours a day, probably more, more, more done in three hours than most people get done in the 24 hour time span. That's the difference between being productive and busy. So you've got to take what's important in your life, in your day, and you need to be productive with those specific things. I agree, man. That's very well said. There will definitely have to be a part two to this for sure. I'd love to dive into the lessons learned that we both had with 75 Hard, us moving into phase one. I'm sure by the time we record our next episode together, we'll either we'll have be done. done with phase one or doing phase two. 
Um, but I definitely want to be able to come to your place in Virginia Beach, record there. Um, and, uh, man, I can't wait to see, you know, the growth that you're going to have with your business and everything you do in life. I mean, you're one of my really good friends. I'm really glad we met and, uh, appreciate having you on the podcast today, man. It's been a pleasure, man. And I appreciate all the support that, uh, that you give me. So it's great to have people like you. Hell yeah. Thanks, man. Thanks everyone for tuning in. Appreciate it. And, uh, we'll catch you on the next one. See ya. Thank you.